0: Alright boys, man, I, what is, have we been doing these for four years
1: now? This is, this is the 32nd Division Preview pod, five? Five years, it's 2017, the last, the last year. year But four years um, available to fans, four seasons of, uh, of BJP content
0: uh, 32, 32 Division Previews on the record We always, always kind of end with the NFC North here Obviously, Lee and I will have a, a full Detroit Lions preview coming uh, in the next uh, few weeks. We'll, we'll figure that out. Tommy, though, you're going to... the Lions came in last in the division last year.
1: So, the uh, floor is yours. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, I always enjoy these every year, my little Lions. Uh, I get to explore the Lions as if it's a solo pot. It's uh, it, it's very, it's very fun and enjoyable, and I think um, I kind of want to bring it back to last year. Um, they hired Dan Campbell. We had some very interesting, fruitful conversations. I think throughout last summer, last off season. I could remember kind of comparing the Lions potentially to the Giants, the Joe Judge Giants that were kind of frisky and and were a lot better than they were kind of supposed to be as a potentially tanking team or a team that needed a quarterback, but. Anyway, here we are a year into the Dan Campbell experience, and I think, I think I kind of, and I'm, I'm maybe you guys feel the same way. I think I would go out on a limb and say I think we all know um, what Dan Campbell is. Or I'm actually not going to say that. I know. I think I know what Dan Campbell is. I think I my assessment of him as being on the high end, kind of a a Pete Carroll guy, maybe even a Mike Tomlin guy, meaning that he's a guy that through his um, Kind of just making players want to run through brick walls and being a potential a, a player's coach and not as much a, an X's and O's guy and really building a culture and having that be the the main output. I think I'm kind of comfortable in my evaluation of Dan Campbell and kind of who he is and what that makes the the lion ceiling. I mean, we saw Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl, probably should have won another one with the Seattle Seahawks. I believe that that sort of philosophy you could win Super Bowls there and. The Lions, I think, have, have been probably in the best spot, um, in my mind, that they've been since, you know, back in my high school days. We're talking, what was that, the 2014, fall of 2014, Clep, that was the, or was it 2014 playoffs? That probably was the, Clep just nodded me to all the, the listeners out there, so he agrees. I'm not I'm not spewing slander or, or BS. Um, and yeah, I look at this roster, I mean, there's a lot to like with what the Lions are doing, what Brad Holmes is doing, what the direction in which this franchise is going. I think uh, this franchise is headed in the right direction. And it's no secret that the Lions have been pretty much a darling, a a unanimous darling across NFL media uh, media and betting media this year, especially. Lions over six and a half is a very popular ticket. Everyone seems to think that in a weak NFC, the Lions are going to be kind of this dark horse team of potential kind of, they're being put in the same, we just talked to AFC North, they're in that uh, that Bengals, you know, six and a half win total. This is a team that can make a jump, and I've listened to guys say that this is, they love Lions' NFC North winners, dark horse winners, a team that is going to be playing competitive games against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving, and that's going to be a game that matters, and this is a team that is going to be in the playoff hunt and could be a dark horse, and I guess... In closing, because I do think that I want to make it clear that I think that there's a lot of good things going on. The roster is very good. The offensive line is probably a top five offensive line in the NFL. The receivers, when Jamison Williams comes back, there's a lot to be excited about. TJ Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Shark, Jamison Williams. That four right there if All Healthy, that can cause a lot of problems. We Everyone knows how I feel about Jared Goff. I don't think he's the answer. We were on the fields train we have. I know that I'm not going to be saying anything new to listeners and to my podcast mates um, about Jared Goff. So I think there's a floor there with, I mean, a ceiling there with the offense. But a lot of things to like. DeAndre Swift at running back, and then on defense, taking the next step. Big year for uh, Jeffrey Okuda. You bring in Aiden Hutchinson. I think we're all very um, confident in his ability to be kind of a known uh, commodity and a very good player at least from from day one and. I think the question with Hutchinson is how great can he be? But I think there's no doubt that he will make an impact from the start and probably will be in the running for a defensive rookie of the year. And then this is a team that can play up with uh, kind of – we saw that last year. This was a team that was frisky. But that being said, I guess I'll say kind of in conclusion, I I think the Lions are better than the Bears. I know we're about to get in the Bears. I, I think I like them better than the Bears this year. But I am kind of fading – want to fade the Lions now a little bit. I think that – There's a lot of hype there. We have hard knocks there. And again, I just kind of can see a reality where this team is a lot like they were last year. Like a frisky team that, you know, probably they were covering a lot last year, but they were dogs in a lot of games last year. I feel like this year they're kind of coming in as a darling and they're not, it's going to be a different kind of handicap and a different market for them. So this is a team that I think, again, is probably, they were the second pick overall last year. I mean, I think six wins, seven wins is I guess eight wins on the high end is really where I'm seeing the ceiling at. And more likely this is a five, you know, to seven win team 4 win team, potentially. I think it's, they still could be picking in the top three. And I think if you're a Lions fan, you probably want that because you want to move on from golf, but I hope that the ownership, and I believe that the ownership will stand by the front office and the coaching staff going forward, if that is the case. And I think overall in a macro sense, it's looking very bright for the Lions long-term, but, and they're building the right way, but this kind of, anticipation that this is going to be here, that they take some sort of step, I'm hesitant to to uh, go there with them. So that's uh, that's my thoughts on the Lions this year, guys.
0: Did you have any questions you were going to pose or, or not?
1: I was going to – I mean, Clep, I know you put out a little uh, hard knocks reaction. I kind of yeah. just wanted I'll, to get I'll your talk, guys' I'll temperature on, on that because um, – I like. I really liked it, and I again. I like what I just said. I stand by kind of the culture that Dan Campbell is bringing, in, and I really like the idea of what he's doing. And I think what he's doing is unprecedented. And part of my kind of like, I guess I'd say cringy reaction to some of the, like specifically, I'm talking about um, the uh, Aaron Glenn, Deuce Staley, uh, Who's the running back. I'm I'm spacing on his name. Who's there? Deuce Staley. The Deuce Staley kind of back and forth. It seems childish and. I saw uh, Jay Moyer tweet, and I it kind of I kind of agreed with it. Like that just doesn't happen on winning organizations across the NFL. Um, that sort of those sort of antics from the coaching staff, and like what kind of environment that truly is uh, creating. And I thought it was interesting. I'm not gonna say like this is really bad and it's a bad look because overall, I think those guys all like they're doing it for the right reasons. It's genuine. It's not like an ego thing. I truly believe it's what they do. And I guess I was just kind of you know interested in what you guys thought about that because i'm kind of on the fence of i can see kind of both sides of it
0: yeah like um it was it was funny too because i was watching the pat mcafee show they were kind of reacting to it and and even pat mcafee was like he wasn't saying it in a bad way but he was like i've never seen like a training camp like that ever like so it's like yeah. it's definitely i mean they're definitely doing it their own way i think some of it has to do with the fact that they're all former players like I, like it, or a lot of them are Um, so in some ways too, it's like, you know, who are they, you know, is it the, whatever the people running the asylum, whatever the the phrase is, the chickens, chickens running the coop. The inmates. Yeah. I don't, well, you know, we don't want to go there like Cal McNair. Uh, That's not a good, that's not a good look. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, it's like who's in charge maybe. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to go, I don't want to think too far. But like the funny part too was like, even in that part where. The reporter asks Dan Campbell, "Like, what'd you think of, would you think of T.J. Hawkinson chipping your second overall pick in the first week of camp?" And Dan Campbell's like, "Oh, it was awesome, <laughs> right?" Yeah. It's like, I like. Well, I don't know, like but it's like, though, do you really right? want Eden Hutchinson taking blindside hits? Like, I, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's just, it's yeah. one of those things where there's things going on at the camp that are. I mean, it's definitely entertaining. Like, it's so entertaining. Um, it's it's really good. I think for hard knocks because so many of the past hard knocks have been like, you know, PR out in LA doing for those teams. And like, you go to you go to. I said it in the podcast, like, you go to a training camp in you know in, in Kansas City or Green Bay or wherever right now. Like, they're not going to be hidden like the Lions are because they're just trying to, you know, get up to speed and make sure they get into the season healthy. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's there's more to say about it, but. It's um, – I think, I think a lot of the – I'll just say, I think, Tommy, a lot of things that we discussed last year and the concerns we had last year, I don't, I don't feel like they're um, solved.
2: All I'll, I'll yeah. say so, real quickly is yeah. um, intentions, intentions only matter so much. Uh, and I think people are getting caught up in the fact that Dan Campbell and his staff's intentions are very good and very pure. And I agree with that. The intentions are good, the intentions are pure. But what matters a lot more than intentions is results. And if you're not if you're getting subpar results and Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn are barking at each other week eleven and you're, you know, four and nine or whatever, four and eight, it's gonna it's gonna sound a lot stupider than it did in training camp. Or Dan Campbell choking up and crying week thirteen when you're three and ten is going to sound a lot stupider than it did in training camp. And it's going to sound a lot better if you're 10-3. and three. Yep. Because really, at the end of the day, all that matters is winning. Yeah, And we'll do it, we'll talk about it in the Lions preview, but the quarterback is still Jared Goff. So I like what, I, I, I think that one thing, that, to, to finish what I'm saying, I don't care how bad the Lions are this year, the, Dan Campbell's coming back next year. They're going to give him another year. So I think the staff knows that. I think the team yeah. knows that. It's a rebuild. I like the attitude that they have. And I'm excited to see episode two. I think it's good for Hard Knocks, like club said. But all this kind of like rah rah. There's no deter. No one's come to a determination on whether or not this is good or bad. Like if someone's saying, "Oh, this is great," it's like yeah, yeah. we'll see.
1: Or if this- oh man,
0: it's great on it's great on TV. It's great to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just kind of and also I, we can close on this too. Like I just think back to like Rex Ryan, you know. And this was like when I was an early football fan but i like loved it and i guess he got them um you know obviously that, those jets teams went to two straight afc championships but we look back on rex ryan as like he's not coaching anymore he really i mean he got hot i guess you could say but there were some of those antics where it's like that wasn't like a long-term successful uh regime and he wasn't that kind of thing doesn't really works a lot more in college doesn't work sure. usually so and i kind of had mixed feelings on like, exactly it's 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 college last last stuff.
0: Last, last thing because Tommy, you're you're talking like Dan Campbell. You're gonna pull me into the deep end of the of the pond. I'm gonna start espousing all of my lion's thoughts. But we do have, you know, not primary sources, but we have we have secondary sources give us a glimpse into you know what's going on inside the in the locker room. I, I put in a little question to to a friend of the show, Carl Jones, say, Hey, is it is there buy-in? Is this is this you know like is this antics or these are grown men that he's he's talking to, he's crying to, and the players like him. So, yep. I'll, I'll put that out yep. there. It's not a from from what I have have discovered, it's not, you know. It's not like yeah. Michael Scott up there.
2: Well, shout out Carl Jones, friend of the show.
0: And shout out. Um Bears baby, Da Bears. Da, da, da bears. bears. Um trying to renovate Soldier Field. We don't maybe need to go into This will be that. a 2-hour podcast if we this start if we start talking Soldier yeah. Field. <laughs> Um, um, I think this could be the worst team in the NFL. Where do we stand on that statement?
2: I agree, and if I'm not mistaken, they're like ten to one to have the worst record in the NFL. Um, I think that's a very interesting. No bet. way, man! Really? Yeah, who got him at ten to one? I was listening <laughs> to Stanford Steve and the Bear, and the Bear Chris Felica. Got the Bears at ten to one. I don't know if that line has changed. I'm assuming it has, but it's probably still somewhere in the five, five to one to maybe eight to one range. Um,
0: I mean, who's who's in there? It, we've gone through all the divisions now. I mean, who's in this club eligible for worst record? And uh, Lee and I would probably Jets, say Jets,
2: Falcons,
1: Texans. Yep. Yeah.
0: Falcons, Texans,
1: Panthers. I'm in Panthers. We talked about the um, Seahawks,
2: Jaguars. Some people would say maybe.
0: Uh, I wouldn't.
2: Lions. But... Lions.
1: Well, that's, yeah.
2: that's kind of yeah. where I mean.
0: Know. So it's but they're in that company, man. It's a shame because of how much you know. We all like Justin Fields a lot. I still like Justin Fields. Um, he's not being set up for success whatsoever. I mean, maybe the the. the I feel like the, his future kind of lies in Luke Getze's hands because um, he brought in a, a defensive head coach. So if Luke Getze is a is a duck, um, then I don't know, man. It's going to be really tough for him. This offensive line is so bad. It, 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 it might be – I think it's the worst offensive line in the league. The receiver room is so bad, and it's only getting worse with these injuries. Like, it was already horrible, and now you've lost Byron Pringle, David Moore – um, I even think I did St. Brown hurt a little bit too. I don't. Nikhil Harry went down. You're looking at Darnell Mooney and Vilas Jones starting for you at receiver. Um, Cole Komet has been fine, but I don't think he scored a touchdown. Like in, I don't think he scored a touchdown in his career. Maybe only one. There's there's been there's something about that I read. Anyway, but I think it starts with the O line. Like you, if you can't run the ball and you can't pass protect, like who cares who your running backs and your receivers are at, at some point. Um, and then you look at the defense, man, and it's just like, especially if Roquan Smith hits the road, um, you have old Robert Quinn leading this horrible defensive line. No more Cleo Mack. Um, you retooled the secondary a little bit with some draft picks and Jalon Johnson's a good player. So that's like the lone bright spot on the team is that I think the secondary could uh, be decent. Um, but, uh, yeah. other than that, man, I don't, I, I think this is far and away one of the worst teams in the nfl and i you know i, I like matt everflus or, or whatever I, I don't hate the higher i think he could be interesting i don't know like they can build this thing like it's it's going to be a long rebuild though i think and i think you might lose justin fields in that process
2: yeah i mean <clears throat> we're all talking about how this could be the worst team in the nfl and we all know that that results in having a top three draft pick and Usually, when you have a top three draft pick, you're going to draft a quarterback if there, if there, if there's some really high level players there, which there there might be. Um, so, I don't know. I feel I feel for Justin Fields a little bit. He hasn't really gotten a fair shake. Um, it's tough to believe he's only been in the NFL for one year and already we're talking about them moving on. Um, but there's a new coach. There's a new GM. Whole new regime came in, and this team is not set up to be good this year. Um, I agree with what you said about the secondary clip, but yeah, I think they probably should trade Roquan Smith if he doesn't want to be there and figure out, you know, the best offer of what they can get back for him and, um, see what, see what this new guy polls can do building the roster, because this, this is looking to be a two to three year rebuild probably.
1: Yeah. Uh, not a lot to add. I, I definitely... I was on the Bears under six and a half. Uh, We talked about that on the last episode, Um, and now it's moved to six. Really, I think under six and a half. I'm looking at we have a uh, under six and a half on Fox Bet, uh, sponsor of the pod. Over six and a half plus one twenty-five, under minus one forty-nine. So that has moved. It's pretty much six. A lot of places that I look now, and yeah, I mean, not a lot to add. The offensive line is where it starts with me, Um, and that's saying something with the receiver group, but. It seems like Luke Getzky is going to come in and they're going to be a really run-heavy team. With They're going to have kind of a, a duo going with Montgomery and Herbert, and I'm sure Tristan Ebner, the six-round rookie, will get some work as well. Um, Getzky's kind of come out and said that he wants to run a committee, and he came from Green Bay. I, I envision him trying to do something uh, along the Aaron Jones, um, A.J. Dillon type of uh, run-heavy offense. And then defense, you know, the defense has some nice pieces. Lee, your guy Jaquan Berkshire. He had a pretty spirit. good game um looks like yeah played a good game and i think i mean i liked him too i know you were very high on him but like he's a guy who is gonna it seems like a cornerstone on a defense for a, a while you know just in is a is a tone setter and is a a leader uh so yeah I'm, I'm low on this team i think you know under six is probably still a good play like i haven't maybe we can pull up the schedule it could be interesting to do a little deep dive in that but even then it's just it's I mean, if the Bears are good this year, then Justin Fields, uh, MVP, and Everflew's, you know, Coach of the Year, like, I mean, this, it would just take something. So I, I also have mentioned in our uh, text messaging, I don't know if we've announced it on the pod yet, but I, I haven't played it yet, but I'm, I'm looking very nicely at a Justin Fields over 525 and a half rushing yards. I think if he stays healthy, and obviously that's a big F, it gets risky when you take uh, overs in the season-long props. Uh that he has to average 33 rushing yards a game. I think he's gonna be running for his life this year. He's a really good athlete. He ran a lot last year. Um, I think he will hit that with ease if he's able to stay healthy. So that's something I'm looking out for. Uh, but overall, like this is a team that we probably people are probably gonna be really excited about them next year. I mean, assuming they stick with Fields, if they have a high pick and they're able to get a playmaker um, in the draft or you know have kind of a reload with Fields the next year, they're probably gonna be a hyped up team. But yeah, it's this year it spells like a, a disaster for me.
0: Especially if Getsy's trying to run the ball a little bit. Got to imagine Fields will be part of those plans, too. I like that bet, Tommy.
1: Yep, thanks, Adam.
0: Vikings, baby. Let's get to some good stuff, man. The the Vikings, I think, are a really interesting sleeper team. Um, bringing in Kevin O'Connell. So, obviously, a little uncertainty in terms of the, the coaching. Uh, I think we're all, we all like the hire, but just yeah, first-year head coach. You never know. Where things can go, but coming out of LA, strong culture there. Been some uh, transplants from from the McVay coaching tree that have had success already in the NFL. Um, I well, more than anything it just Kevin O'Connell. I think we were talking about it even as far back as Week One last year after they lost the Bengals. Like this was a team that kind of needed a uh, a new voice. They were they were tired of Mike Zimmer coming in and tearing the heads off of stuffed animals. Um, the, the trick got old, so. This is uh, a team that I think is, is really solid uh, across the board. Um, you know, Adam Thielen and Jefferson Jefferson maybe uh, c- could consider them a, a top. If I said that the Bengals were the best 3-deep receiver, maybe you could say the Vikings are the best 2-deep with Thielen and, J- and Jefferson. Irv Smith, I heard, is a little banged up again. Is that true? Yeah, he's, he's kind of always banged up, I feel yeah. like. So that's kind of too bad. Um, but then Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think, this, I think the offense will be great. Um, hey, man, bringing in Harrison Phillips. We'd love to see that. Uh, Z'Darrius Smith. Still got Jordan Hicks, Eric Kendricks, Daniil Hunter. Um, Patrick Peterson played played pretty well last year. Um, you know, so I, Cameron Dantzler's been okay. I think maybe they'll hope to, to bring in Andrew Booth, let him start a little bit. Louis Seen, interesting pick um, to go next to uh, – Harrison Smith, I think there's a lot to like on this team. I I think there's a lot to like. I don't know if they're maybe one of the best rosters uh, in the NFL. Um, I don't know if I'd go as far to say a Super Bowl contender, but I would definitely say in the NFC a playoff contender.
2: Yep, I I jumped on the Minnesota Vikings to make the playoffs at plus 110. Um, I think in the NFC that this is definitely a top-seven team. And I would take it a step further, Clef. I think that this could be a Super Bowl-caliber team, honestly, if Kirk Cousins has his best year, which I expect him to at least flirt with his best year. I think very highly of Kevin O'Connell. I have for a while. I think that he is exactly the new voice that this team needs. And this is a win-now roster. This isn't a very developmental roster. Obviously, I think the secondary is concerning. But... um, I believe that this offense is going to be able to score with anybody. Um, I think that they're going to be very creative offensively. I think Justin Jefferson is arguably the best receiver in the league. Adam Thielen, after getting hurt last year, I think has a lot to prove. Uh, Dalvin Cook, still a really good running back, got some good depth at the running back position. But for me, it comes down to Kirk Cousins, and I think this is going to be the best offensive coaching Kirk Cousins has gotten in his tenure as a Minnesota Viking. Um, I was a huge – uh kind of hater of Clint Kubiak and what they were doing last year and a few years before that really weren't able to get into a flow offensively and I think it's going to be the exact opposite this year um I think that also this is a team that could compete for the division I think I I think that the the Vikings are a little closer to the Packers than they are to either of the teams below them and I don't know, man. This Vikings team has kind of underperformed a few years now, and I think that they're a little fed up, and they've got some good veterans. I, I like bringing in Zadaria Smith, kind of a question mark of whether or not he mm-hmm. can stay healthy. Patrick Peterson probably doesn't have that much gas left in the tank. You still have kind of old older cornerstone players like Danielle Hunter and Eric, Eric Kendricks there, Adam Thielen on offense, Cousins. Um, I think it's a well-built team, and I expect this team to be – competing for not only a playoff spot, but possibly a Super Bowl berth in the NFC if they can get hot at the right time. Now, I'm not necessarily saying I expect them to do that, but I do think that this team has the capacity to to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, that's kind of where I'm setting the standard for this team right now. So I like, I like what the Vikings are doing a lot, and I think there's value on the Vikings uh, over. Um, I think I'm going to check right now. I think it's eight and a half or nine. I think there's value on the over. I, I think I think there's value it on is. uh yeah, over nine plus one hundred five or over eight and a half, minus one fifty five, depending on where you're looking. Um or sorry, over nine is minus one twenty five, not plus one hundred five. Uh I think there could be value on the division. There could be there could be value on on Kirk Cousins passing yards over. I think that this team offensively is going to be much improved and um, I do expect kind of big things from the Vikings this year in the weaker of the two conferences.
1: Yeah, I'm not as maybe not as hot on the Vikings um, in terms of like the high end of their upside as maybe you. Like, I I get the bets for I I get the bets down the board with the Vikings this year. The one that I like the most and I I'd like to take if um, <clears throat> at my local my local shop here it's minus one thirty for them to make the playoffs, which. I honestly would potentially lay, but I know there's just a lot better numbers out there. I'm I'm looking on Fox Bet right now. Yes is even money, so that I know Lee made that bet. I think I think that's a great bet because I'm I still like the Packers a lot this year, as we're going to get into. Um, and the Vikings to me, like if I'm wrong and they do finish first, you know, great. I'm I'm not willing to make take that risk, but I do think as we talked about with the Saints, when it comes down to just the the landscape of the NFC, this is a playoff team to me. This is a top seven team in the NFL to me. And, um, I do, I do also think that, I mean, the big thing with them and their success, I think is going to be directly correlated to Kevin O'Connell and what kind of impact he has on the offense. The defense probably is going to be kind of average at best. I think, um, I, I like that they brought in Lewisine and Andrew booth with their first two picks. They traded back, obviously gave the lions the opportunity to draft Jamison Williams and kind of went for a more kind of just throwing darts at the secondary, which has been a disaster over Mike uh, Zimmer's kind of whole tenure there. So it's going to start with the offense there and the defense playing bend out break uh, football. And the offense, you know, I think the offensive line should be pretty solid. Christian Derrissaw going into year two, um, obviously, you know, the two receivers and, and Dalvin Cook, but I also think KJ Osborne de- deserves uh, some credit. I think he was a really nice player last year he was a really good wide receiver three um, in the NFL and, you know, is a guy that I think probably will be a beneficiary of, of this offense, kind of in the same way that Van Jefferson was last year with Stafford coming into town. So, and then Cousins, yeah, like high floor. It's not really about his ceiling. I think they they've been a playoff team with him before. I think they should be a playoff team with him again. And that's kind of the way that I'm going to attack this team. Um, I think that that week one game is very interesting against the, against the Packers. So, and, and maybe we can just segue into the Green Bay. But is that game in in Minnesota, in Minnesota or in Green Bay? I believe it's in Minnesota, and the Packers are two-point favorites. Um, they were one for a lot of the summer, but yeah, uh, lots of like with the Vikings, man. I, I know Adam Chernoff got Justin Jefferson, offensive player of the year, at sixteen to one. I think, I mean, that's a pretty good bet if he's going to be expected to be the Cooper Cup of their offense this year. So,
0: yeah, let's let's uh, let's go to the Packers. Um, A team that I still think is very good, but I think they're worse than they were last year. Um, Obviously, losing Devontae Adams. um, Don't know more Zadarius Smith. uh, Team that spent their two first round picks on Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, which, you know, I I, I think both of those guys have upside, but wasn't really where I expected them to go with their. I don't know, it wasn't where I expected them to go with, with their draft capital, at least in the first round there. Um, they turned around and got Christian Watson in the second round. We'll see how, how that turns out for them. Um, still, hey man, still have Aaron Rodgers, still have um, guys like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, I feel like the run game maybe is going to be more of a focus this year. It's a pretty terrible receiver room, though. I mean, I, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, old Randall Cobb, um, maybe Amari Rodgers steps up in in year 2 and then hey you know this offensive line I think isn't isn't great either it's okay um they always seem to coach it up pretty well though there in in green bay so hey I think this is a, a really good team ultimately you know to maybe tease it I think they still win the division um but I I do feel like they missed the window like I, I we kind of talked about this when we had our little Aaron Rodgers discussion um now I don't want to say miss the window, but um, I, I think they should have won a Super Bowl in the last three years, and obviously didn't even get to one. Um, I still think they have a chance to maybe, maybe retool here um, during the the rest of Aaron Rodgers' contract in, in Green Bay, but I think this team is is I don't know I just think this team is worse than it was last year. I still like the Rams and the Bucks a little bit better in terms of the hierarchy of the of the NFC.
2: Um, yeah, man, this is not a team I want to fade at any point during Roger's career. Obviously, no. uh, losing Devonte Adams that's is huge. True. That guy is a really special player, probably the best receiver in Packers history. Um, that that's now departing the team kind of in the middle of his prime. So the receiver room is definitely not going to be as good. I know that I'm, I'm a little bit of a homer with my fantasy team and everything. I think Romeo Dubs could potentially emerge as the best receiver on this team by the time the season's over. Um, the, re- the reports uh-huh. out of camp have been that he's been nothing short of a superstar, making big plays consistently. Had a couple drops in the preseason that were a little concerning, but overall, if you look at his full body of work in that game, he looks like a winning receiver in the NFL. He's faster than you think. He's a little bigger than you think. I think he's going to end up being – Uh, a focal point of their passing offense. Uh, Christian Watson, man, I don't really know what the deal is with him. Seems like he hasn't really played very much this offseason. Hopefully they can get him healthy for the season. Um, And then Alan Alan Lazard I think is a good complementary receiver. Watkins and Cobb, I I don't know, man. I think those guys are pretty washed. This is going to be a a well-called offense, though. They, you know, obviously lose uh, uh, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, but I think that they're going to be able to turn it over –
0: Hey, LaFleur's in the lab for the LeFleur, first half.
2: Exactly. So, I don't know, man. I still think this is going to be a team that's going to be able to score points. I don't think that their receivers are going to be a massive liability. I think, hey, man, making a little devil's advocate argument, maybe spreading the ball around a little bit more might be good for this offense. They might, you know, just changing it up a little bit might be, might be a good look for them. Um, and then defensively, man, they've developed players really, really well. Rashawn Gary has emerged as a really, really good player in the NFL. Devondre Campbell had an awesome year last year. Uh, Kenny Clark, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas, man. Rasul Douglas is like one of the best stories in the NFL over the past couple of years. I mean, this guy was kind of a journeyman, like a practice squad journeyman kind of guy comes into green Bay. And all of a sudden he's one of the best nickel corners in the NFL. Uh, I think Quay Walker, you know, based on all the reports out of camp, he's going to be starting at, at linebacker. He, he looks good. Um, this is a really stout defense. I like Joe Barry. I think he's a good defensive coordinator and I think this team is, not going to have very much trouble uh, making the making the playoffs. Ooh. I think this is going to be a team that that is a playoff team, obviously, and there's a good reason why their win totals as high as high as as it is, even with the departure of Devonte Adams. And I expect them to uh, I expect them to win the division, even with, with as much as I like Minnesota and I see value in Minnesota in whatever way. I still expect the Packers to win the division, and and you know, hopefully they can win a playoff game. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of a bad luck club. I completely agree with you. They should have won a Super Bowl in the past three years, and it's a, it's been kind of a disaster in the postseason. So um, they got to figure it out, man.
0: Joe Barry uh, was the defensive coordinator of the Lions in the 016 season.
2: Unfor- unforgivable. He's learned. Unforgivable. Forging
1: forge in the fire, Adam. Forge in the fire. Forging fire. Um yeah, not a lot to add with me too. Like I kind of teased it with the Vikings. Like I still, like Lee, like Adam, um, am very hesitant to fade this team. Um I think we might be underplaying the defense. The defense looks really darn good, man. Like this looks like a like a potential top five. Well, I mean they've me. spent like every the, first round yeah. pick
0: the last seven years on the yeah. defense, so
1: Oh, hundred percent. And I and I wanted to like I also think like as good as the defense is, like, it's a it's a damn shame that you have got Jordan Love on this roster. And obviously I was a lot lower on Christian Watson than, um, you know, consensus. And, and it's very early and he's just been injured. It's not like we've seen him play yet or anything like that. But the fact that they're sitting with Christian Watson and not Sky Moore or George me, who were my fourth and sixth receiver respectively, and they took my 13th receiver, or 12th, Christian Watson, is just, you know, I, I – uh, I don't the the offense is just and then you have Jordan Love as the back quarterback who Lee uh eloquently talked about at the beginning of the po- uh, at the beginning of the last podcast. So um but that all that being said, I still think this offense is going to be pretty damn good. I think Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both going to kind of get the most work that they've had in their career. They're really going to be the focal point of the offense and I think Lee brings up a good point about them being able to just kind of distribute the ball a little bit more and get the ball in the hands of all of their playmakers because it seems like they're you know we don't really know who the alpha is going to be. Uh, Romeo Dubs probably has the most, you know, potential. It looks like out of all of them, but um, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb are going to be relied on a good amount. Like they are going to have to perform when they're healthy. So, and you don't really like the the thought of that. So that from the passing offense is going to be interesting. But I think this team probably runs the ball a lot and plays really good defense, and then has has Rodgers make critical throws, which he can do. With the best of them in NFL history, so, and I also think it's—I think we should mention as a, as a kind of brain trust that was was low on the floor when he got hired. This is the best coach in the division, for my money, right now. Um, and it's—they have the best quarterback. Well, I mean, by it's far like, and and the best. It's defense, not
2: so a huge compliment to be saying. I mean, you have two coaches who've never been head coaches before, and Dan Campbell. So,
1: I no, no, I know, but I'm just saying for this year, and with the love that the Vikings are getting, it's just more about why i'm i'm you know more persistent in my belief that the packers are still the king in this division and it's going to be hard to unseat them and i have a hard to i think the team is worse but it's a question of how much worse and you know how we're going to find out how valuable Devonte adams was to this team without it being an indictment on his personal talent like how they're able to kind of have a wide receiver by committee it looks like until someone can emerge and and win football games which i I think they should be able to
0: Aiden's him. favorite quarterback, Danny
1: Etling, also on this team.
0: He should be playing receiver. Patriots
1: legend. Speaking, speaking of preseason uh, blow-up performances, Danny Etling with, like, the 70-yard run a couple years ago. Hopkins
0: wanted him to play receiver. He said not. Um, cool. Ooh, um, I will uh, abstain from ranking them.
2: I'll just rank them without the right.
0: Lions. I'm
2: assuming... Um, and I'm gonna say Packers, Vikings, Bears.
1: Yeah,
0: I would say the same thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. But it's a two-horse race. The two-horse race in my mind. All right.
0: Well, that that wraps up the div previews. Lions preview pod to come. Some preseason musings to come. Maybe a a, a full. Uh, futures bet show to come faller faller holler we gotta
2: do our we gotta do
1: our full NFL Maybe preview full NFL preview rankings.
0: too just full, full NFL preview top top seven
1: and there's been talks from the higher ups about a three hour trivia show that that should be coming in the next couple weeks probably before the season starts but a three hour trivia sounds show sounds like a sick day Lee Murray sounds um, like a sick day for me obliged Lee's contractually obliged to perform in the three-minute trivia show and shoot above 51% to uh, retain his seat on the board. All right, men. Lots Lots of good things to come.